Wednesday, February 3rd, guest episode of Plus Basketball Weekly. I'm your host, Ryan Chen, letting you know we have four more games in the Plus League before the Lunar New Year break. This Saturday, Taipei Fubon Braves at Formosa Taishing Dreamers in the afternoon, then the Xingzhu Jeko Lioners at Taoyuan Pilots. Then the road team swap, Sunday, the Lioners at Dreamers, Braves at Pilots. English broadcast at 5 p.m. both nights. Now sit back and enjoy Taiwanese Pro Ball. Hello, listeners. We have a special double guest episode, Jim and Kenneth of the Blue Ball Podcast on with me. So, Kenneth, why don't you introduce yourself first? All right. Um, hi, guys. My name is Kenneth. Um, you may know me as K-Money from the Blue Balls Podcast. Um, I got hooked on basketball really back in 2007 when uh, LeBron went to, his, went to the finals his first time. Um, I was really mesmerized uh, by that run, um, like, you know, his athleticism, his patented chase down blocks and, you know, how he held himself um, against the, that Pistons team, if you guys remember, um, mm-hmm. where, you know, he scored the last 25 points and I think it was like the Eastern Conference Finals. And that was the start of it. And then on the West Coast, you know, Kobe, you know, the, the late great Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, he was at the peak of his powers. You know, he's the MJ for us millennials. You know, his ability to, you know, turn around on both shoulders and hit that MJ fadeaway is just very elegant. And he really just captured my attention. And I've been a basketball fan ever since. Well, Kenneth, with those detailed descriptions, I would imagine you would actually do the same on the court exactly like they do. <laughs> Thanks for that. Uh, All right. Now, Jim, what do you got? <laughs> Hey, oh yeah. Hey guys. Um, so Ryan, thanks for having me and us, I guess, uh, as blue balls. So, um, a little bit about myself, I guess, growing up in Taiwan, we don't have that home court mentality, right? Meaning most of us Mm -hmm. become a fan of certain star players, especially, um, you know, the one who has been broadcasted the most on TV. Um, I started watching NBA around like late nineties. Um, when MJ competing with guys like Penny Hardaway, you know, um, Reggie Miller. So I'd say I was an MJ fan until I decided to return to NBA as a wizard. <laughs> that, that was a nightmare. <laughs> don't, don't get me started. And then interesting decisions. Uh, and then like all my friends know that I'm a huge LeBron fan. So you have two LeBron fans now on your show today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Nothing wrong with yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and I did a little bit of homework about you, Ryan. So I, I think you are a Dobbs fan, maybe. I am from the Bay Area, and I do okay. root for the Warriors. <laughs> All right, that will be an interesting um, <laughs> discussion. But anyways, oh. um, what what I love about LeBron is not necessarily his skills, you know, but his leadership. Um, I can go on and on if I have to debate with the LeBron hater, you know. And then, like for Taiwanese basketball, I have been a huge Beast fan since uh, his Taipei era. Um, I honestly feel like if uh, Lin Zhijie was born in the 2000s, um, he might have a legit chance competing in, on an uh, NBA tryout. So who knows? Anyways, you know, to conclude, LeBron and Lin Zhijie for now. All right. Well, you guys are like me, new podcasters back in 2020. Is that right? So what's the story behind that? Well, it's quite interesting. So uh, I moved from Taiwan to Michigan around end of 2019 um due to a job relocation uh speaking of which um we all have our day job so all of us are kind of like a a part-time podcaster um 
And okay, so back to the story. So, you know, um, as a diehard basketball maniac, right, the first thing I do after I selling down was to find, you know, the local basketball community that li literally that's the first thing I do. And then um, that's when I met with the Kenneth and rest of the crew. Um, I'm, I'm kind of like an outsider because like they already know each other. They are students of uh, University of Michigan. So, so we started to ball together and, you know, we get to know each other pretty well. And then, you know, everyone knows, right, COVID hits. Um, so we're right now in the pandemic, no more indoor courts. It just like you, it, 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 you just can't ball. Um, and however, we're still able to find like, you know, courts outside until it gets really, really cold here in Michigan. So no game, you know, NBA paused. I think we don't have P League at that moment. I think it's probably some pregame, like preseason games, I guess. So, you know, what can I do, right? Then that's when I, I got introduced to one of my Taiwanese friends podcast, which is totally unrelated to sports. I realized that, hey, like it's something we can actually do together. Um, it's not hard. Um, what you need is some microphones and some ideas and then you're good to go. Right. Um, plus, we're already trash talking with each other on a daily basis in a chat group. So, you know, we just need to record it and that's it. Right. So then I kind of put everything together and uh, come up with the name. I think Ke Kenneth came up with the name Blue Balls. In fact, this is like actually a pretty brilliant name. Um, I think we talked a little bit about it before the show. And I think, um, you know, Kenneth is the one who kind of gave birth to it. Blue balls, like ev everyone knows, right? It refers to painful testicles, which some, some people may experience, right? After some, some activities, right? Mm -hmm. um, however, um, we're using this as a metaphor of, you know, not being able to play basketball with friends, you know, very painful. Also, since most of us are, our students from University of Michigan, the color represents the school is blue. Um, that's also another layer. Um, this is also why our, our Mandarin name of the podcast is called San Bu Shang Lan. And with Lan Se de Lan instead of, you know, Lan Chou de Lan. So it's a little bit different. And since we trash talk quite a lot, um, the spirit of our pod is to continuously speaking nonsense. So, we did add um, an hashtag speaking nonsense under our blue balls logo. And that's pretty much it. Um, I'm wearing, uh, we, we actually made a, a hoodie <laughs> of our pod and you can see this is our logo over here. Very so that's cool. pretty much it. So Kenneth, there's six guys on the pod. That's a lot of guys around a virtual table. How does that all work together? Our podcast is really an open conversation just among our guys. You know, everyone has their unique experience with basketball or something they would like to share about it. Um, so it's whether it's their opinion on last week's P-League games or whether it's their encounters, you know, personal encounters playing pickup, you know, on, in the States. And um, I think that's very valuable to share. And um, I sort of, I guess it, in a sense, it's like a, like our podcast really is sort of, you know, uh, I think maybe like everyday basketball players can, you know, gravitate towards us. We also, you know, expand on things outside of basketball. Um, we talk about cultural differences between the U.S. Mm -hmm. and Taiwan. We have conversations like um, our parents from Asia who are normally considered more conservative, who hold a more conservative attitude towards letting their children you know explore the route of professional sports 
um, how does that, how, how has the environment changed over the past years um, to now? Like what are parents' perspectives on that? So logistically speaking, um, yes, there are more than enough people on our podcast. So um, we do have trouble sometimes, like we don't know when to speak and or sometimes we speak over each other. So we essentially now have a rotation system in place, which I think it really works perfectly, um, where some of us take take a week off and it's really just like three or four people on the pod every time. And it's never six guys at once. But we do have our common thread, which is our gym, or our gym, <laughs> our host, <laughs> Jim. Um, you know, he's our glue guy. You know, he makes this podcast happen. You know, um, if it was up to me to, you know, re- you know, manage the podcast, you know, it, it probably wouldn't make it past the second week of <laughs> recording. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we're two months in now and going on strong to a third month. Oh, congratulations on that. Let's uh, start getting into the basketball discussion. I heard from Jim about maybe Beast, but we'll start with Kenneth now. Do you have any, with a healthy amount of plus league content in the, the Blue Balls pod, are there any rooting interests around? Um, so personally, uh, I do not. Um, I don't really have a preference. Um, but I, I have said this on our podcast that uh, – I really just enjoy and appreciate basketball. You know, it's such an art in the sense that, you know, there's no sport like basketball that really measures an all-around athleticism of, a, of an athlete. But I will say that I, I'm really fond of Anth- uh, Professor Anthony Tucker's game, um, Beast Lynn's game, um, as anyone should. And I'm going to throw in Joseph Lynn. <laughs> You know, like Joseph Lin's game. So yeah, no, not no, no favorite team, but just like I enjoy basketball. Um, Jim, what about you? Maybe <laughs> from your perspective, any rooting interests, or what about some of the guys on the pod? Yeah. Um. So for me personally, I'm definitely gonna go with the Lioners for sure. Um. Well, I, I was born in Elon. But you know we don't have a team in in uh, Elon right Not yet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right? oh, you got a scoop. Uh, but, but, yeah. No. But but oh. <laughs> but I have spent like more than ten years like studying and working Xingqiu, and I even you know um went through my military service in Xingqiu. So that that's oh. a weird, weird weird part. But then anyways, like more than ten years there, right? So their advertisement kind of hits me when uh, with the line where they are kind of saying that hey. Chu actually needs a basketball team, right? To some extent, it's a bit, you know, unfortunate that um, I'm not unable to par- participate the game since I'm no longer in Xingqiu now. Um, I still feel that I'm kind of like emotionally attached to the team. Um, I think this is what you want um, to see from any professional league, right? I mean, to mm. grow your local fan base and rooting for local teams. And I, I really love the slogan of, of the plus league, you know, in manners, uh, right. And I think the, the closest English translation I can think of is it's about Dame time. <laughs> it's kind of like, you know, what LeBron said, you know, when he won the, tra- uh, his, I think his first championship in, in, uh, with the Miami heat. Right. So yeah, Lion is for, for me. Very cool. Well, right. you know, maybe we can do something about that roster spot. I'll give Kenny Gaw a call. Are there any particular games or moments that you guys have found 
all that uh, really memorable so far? I'll start with you, Jim. Yeah, definitely it's a beef, man. <laughs> so, um, list them all like, out. Yeah, I mean, you know, like since you only have four teams, right? And mm -hmm. basically, you have to face pretty much the same opponents every weekend. So whatever happened, you know, let's say this week, that bad feeling is gonna, you know, you know, you're gonna continue that in the next next ma matchup because you're gonna face them again and again and again and again every week, right? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the perfect formula to build a beef, you know. And then, like right now. I already see several quote unquote matchups, right? Like Garcia versus, you know, Julian. Um, definitely the 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 the, the notorious Zheng Wending versus, you know, Gao Guohao Oscar. And, you know, um, I think last week is the elbow to um Stephen Hicks. Stephen Hicks. Right. Um, and of course, you know, Jet versus Chen Li Huan, Jet versus Tucker, Jet versus the Prez, Jet versus everybody, including himself. <laughs> that's that's quite interesting. And you know, from a fan perspective, I feel like these are definitely like you know, you, you see a lot of haters like commenting, you know, down below the videos or the posts or whatever. But that's actually that's the energy that feed into the league. You know, that, that's what makes the people wanted to watch the games, right? Despite the fact that, you know, we spoke about this in, in one of our episodes where, you know, we like to make a lot of memes. And we, we realized that, you know, there's not a lot of people in Taiwan making memes on P-League. And we thought, we thought that, hey, like, since you have so many people, like, it's, it's just so interesting to have a lot of materials, right? And then we started to make memes. I, I really love these moments, I guess, you know, and, and not necessarily exciting games, but I, I love to watch the, the intensity, you know, that build between players. Yeah. All right, Kenneth, what do you got? So I'm going to go more of the traditional route of picking out a game. Um, I do love the intensity that Jim talked about. Um, I think that chippiness really feeds into what the fans want to see to to a certain degree like don't don't hurt each other but like you know get chippy <laughs> and you know care about the game um but for me it was the game when you know the lioners handle like handed the braves their first loss that was very empowering you can see that the fubang braves are could be toppled things are getting chippy between uh oscar and everyone and i love that i love that intensity and uh, that competitiveness among the players uh, another, I guess, thing I would say is really any of the Anthony Tucker, any play that Anthony Tucker makes is really just impressionable. When he has the ball, you got to, you know, your eyes are just wide open. Like, what, what is he going to do next? Yeah. He is so either the mesmerizing. Game. Yep, yep. Well, we mentioned Oscar Gall a couple of times, but who are the other budding stars in the Plus League that's caught your attention? And you can see having a career trajectory in basketball making it a name for themselves start with you kenneth oh um so all right i'm gonna take out my notes for this one very good <laughs> um so i'm gonna first of all say thank you for to one of our podcast members for helping me organize this um <laughs> my information uh like we are just he bouncing off uh, ideas off each other um so shout out to jipa <laughs> um so so I'm going to start off with a uh, center, Zhen Xiangjun. 
And um, I really think he is, he's Zeng Wending and then some, right? He's got ups to go with his speed. You know, in addition, he's got that soft touch, uh, that soft finish around the rim and a really nice mid-range game that could really extend his career, like really into his late 30s. And, um, and also like under Zeng Wending's like tutelage, he's picking up some of that court vision that Zeng Wending is known best for. Like mm-hmm. he's... He's the connection on that Chinese Taipei team. He makes everything run smoothly. Um, and, you know, also, I think this is really underrated, but being able to pass ambidextrously. So, Zhen Ding and Zhen Xiangjing is showing some signs of that. And I think for him representing the uh, Chinese Taipei team, I see him, you know, averaging an, an efficient 16 points, 10 rebounds, and four assists. You know, it's like really good stat numbers. Those are really sweet lines. I think we can finish on that. Right. 16, 10, and 4. Woo. Yeah. 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 So you're right. Zhen Xiangjun, right? I, I feel like he's a big man with a lot of potential. And, you know, like what Kenneth uh, and, and I think Jipa mentioned a, a little bit, you know, in our notes. Um, yeah. I, I see Jared Allen in him. I, mm-hmm. I made a meme about, you know, him, you know, <laughs> comparing him and uh, Jared Allen. You know the hairstyle also kind of a little bit similar, <laughs> and he, he's probably not a, a well-rounded big man like Zoni yet, but yeah. I think he will be a, a great blue-collar player. Um, and he'll need to work on his post moves a little bit more, and his uh, passing ability is is growing definitely. But so far, I think he's on the right track, especially. You know, learning from one of the best stretch, stretch five ever played the game in Taiwan, you know, someone being, you know, I feel like someone is kind of like a, the Taiwanese version of Draymond Green. Uh, also, some other players, right, on, on Fubon Braves. I feel like Lai Tian is my guy, you know, Elon, Elon homegrown, you know, <laughs> I'm from Elon, so I have to root for my guy. Him too needs more play time, I feel like, you know, Fubon constantly using Jet and Bees as their point forward, not point guard, right? Right. And then, you know, sometimes, you know, don't, don't forget about Joseph Lin, right? So you can imagine, like, Lai Tian only has a, a, so much playing time, right? And sometimes they're using someone Ding as their floor general. So I feel like Lai Tian has not really had a lot of opportunity to shine. Um, he, he's definitely the slick point guard, you know, starting from, you know, junior high, high school. You can see that in the local games in Elon. You know, I watched some. Really, really good court view um, and ball handling skills. He'll need to be in a team where really need his talent, right? And and unfortunately in Fubai, I just don't see that happening because they just have too many talents, right? Um, so that's what I see uh, for the Fubon Braves. You know, in 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 Taurant Pilots, I, I kind of wanted to talk a, a little bit about Chen Guanchen. What he brings to the table is a little bit similar to. Uh, Li Dewei, the you know the center of Meng mm-hmm. Xiangjia, right? I think they are pretty similar on what they can bring to the table. Both of them starting to develop shooting skills. Um, I feel like Chen Guanjun reminds me a little bit like a poor man version Blake Griffin, <laughs> kind of. Huh. All right. Um, and and Li Dewei do, does not have a lot of playing time until he signs with the the Dreamers, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this season. Um, and for Dreamers to be able to evolve in in its final form all right as a small ball lineup like a golden state warriors i feel like you know leader way needs to develop more passing abilities right if he can model you know someone game as we said like it's definitely a 
a win-win situation, right? So for Lido Wei and the Dreamers, I feel like he would be a, a really valuable player for any team, right? Sure. So that's what I see in them in him. And then, you know, speaking of Meng Xiangjia, Tan Jielong is another great talent, right? Uh, also a stretch a stretch four, great potential. Need to develop his face up skills. I, I think he's kind of like a low key Chris Bosh or Kevin Love, right? So I I I really feel like you know he should be more aggressive. I I I didn't really see a lot of spark in 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 his game recently. But then, like you know, I'm I'm looking forward for 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 him to grow as well. And then, lastly, you know, um, the Lioners, right? Gao Guohao. I think he's not a Lin Zijie. Now everybody should realize that he's not a Lin Zijie, right? He's more like a Ray Chan, Chen Yinjun, mm-hmm. you know. And I think he needs to really polish on on his uh, three pointers, you know. Then Li Jiarei, I think Li Jiarei is, is is so talented. I think. You know he need to work on on his dribbling skills for sure, mm-hmm. um, which can then enable more driving moves, right? I think, you know, he has that potential of becoming a a Tianlei or Tianlei, right? I, I, that's how people look at him, and I, I feel like he needs to hit the weight room, right? That's one, right? And if he if he can, then he need to develop that that shooting skills like threes and everything. So then it, it kind of making him a kind of like a KD type of player. So Ooh, that's, that's how I look at that. Yeah, that's how I look at all these players. You know, the new era. All right, back to Kenneth. You got some more notes for us? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna jump on that Li Jiarei. What Jim said. So I think he has the highest ceiling out of all uh, the the list of players. Uh, he's got length. He's got speed. He's got athleticism. Um, he's able to dribble, drive, kick, kick out. Finishing around the rim is a little bit unpolished, but you know he's very young. There's Uh, there's room to grow. One of our members brought this up. Is uh, so he did play against uh, Rui Hachimura, who is on the Wizards right now, in the under FIBA under 18 games um, on multiple occasions. And uh, if everyone has a chance to look at the highlights, um, Li Jiarei definitely uh, edges out a little bit um, against Rui Hachimura. So he does have the talent to do like NBA talent, I would say. Um, if uh, he's refined um, a little bit more, I mean, so that's on the offensive end, right? And he also has like a lot of potential on the defensive end. Like he has long arms, he's quick. So I was imagining him maybe being like a Andre Iguodala on on the Chinese Taipei national team. Um, wow. He he would take on the toughest assignments. Um, but I also agree with Jim. We're, we're not knocking him for uh, needing to bulk up. Like I guess I am concerned that, like you know, if you're going up against teams like Iran, the Philippines, you know, China, when you drive, like you're gonna get like you're gonna get hacked. Um, and and if you don't bulk up and like build some armor uh, on your body, um, it's, it's gonna be a tough game, um, like internationally, FIBA wise. We're really rooting for him, uh, and we 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 like him. Like we see a lot of potential. Oh, that's great! Very cool. Good analysis. You guys know your stuff absolutely. I think heading out of this episode, I want to ask both of you guys: What should the Plus League's priorities be to sustain its both the on-court product and having its off-the-court hype? This time, let's start with you, Jim. All right, definitely the number one priority, I guess, moving forward for the league is. You have to look for 
more teams. And once the stage kind of expands, right, having more teams joining, the entire industry will move and, you know, more opportunities, uh, opportunities will come, not only for the players, but for the investors, right? So then you, you, it's kind of like, a, I think, to give them a little bit more context, I feel like it's kind of like, you know, in Mandarin Coil, like it's a whole street, right? Everything starts moving, right? Mm. Also, I feel like the, the lead re- really need to, P-League, I, I, you know, need, need to understand whether uh, to coexist with SBO or not. That, that's the elephant in the room, I feel like. I, I think that they have to sit down, talk and figure something out here. And then because that's, for the good of Taiwanese past basketball. That that's my personal opinion. Um, so yeah, I'll just leave it at that. All right. Um, so I really think uh, the league is actually has a really robust foundation from from the outside, from looking from the outside. Um, and I think uh, just keeping course, you know. Um, I know the the commissioner, Chen Jianzhou, really has already indicated that there is increased interest around the East Asian area, like Korea, Japan. Um, so, I mean, that's those are all positive signs. Um, so I'm really excited going forward. So I think having Chen Jianzhou at the helm, keeping course and, you know, he puts in the work and we're really liking the league. Yep. I'll be sure to let him know about that. Maybe I'll share some of my thoughts, you know, talking about like, how do you sit down with the SBL people and try to figure things out? Because I can imagine, you know, from an outsider looking in, I can imagine, say, I'm a pretty good, like, A, A-plus player in UBA, and I'm thinking about my career, and I look at P-League, I look at SBL, and you have to imagine all those politics underneath, Right. And then now say, you know, P League announced a date for the draft. SBO has another date. As a college player, how do I pick? Right. Did I have to pick a side? You know, I have to think about all these things, which is I feel like a, a little bit unfair to, to the sure. players, to be honest with you. And then like they don't need to get into this. And especially when you look at how the, the media, the press are talking about, hey, like whether P-League players should participate in the FIBA games or does SBO players, are they willing to participate in the game? You can also see some politics in there, right? And then, you know, people are chasing around these players, asking them, the, hey, do you, do you want to join the game? And, like, it's, it's just nonsense, you know? Like, whether they play for SBO or, or, or P-League, they're professional players, and what they wanted to do is to, to play their game. And that's their number one priority. Um, and right now, I don't think it's, it's healthy to even put this on, on their shoulder and say, hey, pick a side, SBO or P-League. I think it's not good for the environment for sure. So, you know, thanks for bringing this up, Brian, you know, for their draft. I, I really think that now, you know, two leagues, they should figure something out here. Any rebuttal from you, Kenneth, or you're completely on the Blue Balls podcast official stance? <laughs> official um, stance, man. <laughs> I'm for anything that helps the players and grows the basketball ecosystem um, in Taiwan um, in a positive way. All right. And I agree with Jim. Yeah. 
Thanks for Kenneth and Jim for joining me on this episode of Taiwanese Pro Ball. See you guys. Yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks. Peace.